hey, what is up, spiritual hooligan? Can being an old soul help you to achieve financial freedom? Let's apply enlightened perspectives and see how it turns out. My name is Matthew Ferry, and I'm coming to you live from Whistler, Canada, up here in Lost Lake, shooting a video for you today. And this is your moment, this is your daily enlightenment, and it's your moment to slow down, to pause, to take a deep breath in, to feel some peace in the mind. I'm out here in the mountains, and just be in the peace that I'm in right now with me. So let's do it by taking a deep breath in. Hold your breath, and as you're holding your breath, I want you to close your eyes if that's appropriate. Keep them open if that's better for you, that's okay for me, and let's set the intention together. Please set the intention for enlightened consciousness to flow through, to experience purity of my own consciousness, to know that all is well, to release any need for things to be different, for things to change, to accept the situation exactly as it is. In fact, to practice total and complete acceptance of all people, in all situations, at all times, including ourselves. So we have this incredible Facebook group called Spiritual Hooligans, and we are in a uh, constant um, dialogue about what does it mean to be a deeply spiritual person and live out in the world and do that in a way that is uh, peaceful and productive. We call it enlightened prosperity. And I just posed the question, what do you guys want me to make some videos about? And one of the, one of the things came up uh, from one of our members, David. He said, Matthew, how does an old soul achieve financial freedom? And I think there's a couple things that we have to look at here. First of all, we need to understand what, is this, what does this imply, old soul versus new soul? And I tend to use applied kinesiology, muscle testing, to confirm strength and weakness of ideas and concepts that are dogmatic in nature, meaning concepts or ideas that we can't prove, but we believe anyway. I put those to the test and I, and I try to understand, is that a strengthening idea for me or is that a weakening idea for me? And so this idea of old soul, I put it to the test and the, what I, what I uh, was able to discern is that old soul really implies that you have been recycling the energy and the information that is the background field of energy and information, it's called the quantum field, has been recycling some version of you for a long time. And you keep coming back into these different iterations and we don't know if you've lived past lifetimes, but what we do know is that the energy and the information that is in the quantum field is in this um, state of increasing complexity, it's churning. And so we just assume that you, the old soul, have been here for a while. You've been over and over and over and over to, to planet Earth. And so then what you have to look at is, well, what does that mean? And what, in my methodology, I have discerned that karma, it says strong, that karma is just outdated information in our information stream that is coming into our consciousness. And there's intentions, vows, purposes. There are, there's thought karma that you create for yourselves. All this stuff that, that gets in our way and it creates filters. It creates filters that stop us from seeing the world in a rational and effective way. And so from an old soul perspective, I think one of the things that, that we're going to have to deal with is that you likely have all kinds of kooky 
outdated, crazy ideas about money that come from cultural conditioning and come from the iterations of humanity that you have been. Meaning, you probably have weird ideas like money is the root of all evil, right? That's like a, a old Christian idea. And there are many, many, many that we have discerned over the years that get in our way. So one of the things to do for an old soul, I guess, is to investigate your consciousness and to, to determine to what degree are you experiencing outdated information about money. Then what I did was I wrote down, okay, well, what are the keys to financial freedom for an old soul? And I wrote down 10 steps for you right here on my wonderful iPhone. And the first step is to admit that being an old soul has nothing to do with making money or financial freedom. Being an old soul has nothing to do with making money and financial freedom. That has to do with your relationship or your story that you've created about yourself and your relationship to the world. So you want to release this idea of old soul in relationship to money. Then the second thing, second step, and there's 10 of them here, is to release what I call the hidden motive to survive. And using muscle testing, we've discerned that there are these filters in consciousness, these hidden motives that are pervasive throughout consciousness. They're in the dogs that are playing over there. They're in the, the uh, various insects that are running around in this uh, beautiful environment. They're in you, they're in me. Things like greed, grudge, hatred, victim, illogical rules, humble, traitor, uh, greed, resistance. These, these sort of background energies, we'll call them, create filters for your existence. And one of the things that really gets in our way is greed. And greed is a phenomenal, amazing survival consciousness. It's just that when you experience greed, which is the, the fear that there won't be enough or the intense desire to, to grab it while you can or gather things up, when you experience that as a high conscious person, it causes you to malfunction. So my request is that you go to matthewferry.com forward slash motives and you download my free meditation series there to release greed and all the other hidden motives, okay? Number three, I'd like you to deploy a heavy-duty appreciation practice. If, if we're going to get to financial freedom as high conscious people, we actually have to, we have to start with the baseline of appreciation and gratitude because if we don't, we get pulled into greed. We get afraid that there won't be enough. We get afraid that I'm going to not be able to retire or I can't pay my bills or whatever that is. And those are all survival pursuits. Money is a survival pursuit. So being able to maintain a high conscious perspective about engaging in money, which is a low conscious pursuit or a base pursuit, is difficult. So my request is that you go through your life and you go on a rampage of appreciation. I'll borrow that term from one of my favorite mentors and speakers, uh, Esther Hicks, and go on a rampage of appreciation and just start appreciating everything in your life for one reason and one reason only. I want you to work yourself into a state of recognizing all is well, exactly as it is. From an enlightened perspective, there's nowhere to go, there's nothing to do, there's nothing to be. All of this stuff that we're experiencing here on Earth is really just a vacation for the soul. 
Now that's a thing that muscle tests strong, actually, which I think is a fascinating thing. Doesn't mean it's true, but when you relate to your life like it is a vacation for the soul, oh man, do you lighten up. So I request that you lighten up and you start to really appreciate what's going on in your, in your life. Then number four out of our 10 steps is to be ruthless and admit that you're gonna be okay exactly as you are. Be ruthless. Really challenge the status quo. Challenge the drunk monkey. Look, go all the way down the path to all the negative outcomes and notice that at the end of every negative outcome, you're still alive, you're still living, you're still doing your thing. You may not have as much prosperity as you want, but who cares? You're still, you personally have the skills to stay in a really great, great state. Number five is to do the worst case scenario exercise to shut the drunk monkey up. Because that drunk monkey in your head, it 100% is focused on survival. So it's gonna try and figure out how do we survive? How do we get the, how do we make sure that we're able to stay alive longer? And money is one of those things. So what you do is you look at your financial situation and you look at the worst case scenario that your mind flashes on on a regular basis and tries to avoid. And instead, you go after it. You go all the way down. In fact, I'll just, I'll put the link into the, uh, the comments below or the notes below to the worst case scenario exercise to help you go through that. Then, number six, admit that all is well. The moment that you admit that all is well, your ability, your, your power to take on what it takes to create financial freedom is massively increased. So I wrote down number seven, now your mind should be pretty quiet. So you go through all those steps that I just went through, one through six, your mind should be pretty quiet now, which leads us to number eight. Start educating yourself on creating financial freedom. For me, financial freedom, my definition is that my passive cash flows pay for my entire life and all the things that I wanna do without me having to work. Now that's, that's a little generalized because uh, we have passive cash flows and it does take some work to keep those things going. You have to be smart and diligent, et cetera, et cetera. But that leads me to this point, which is if you're an old soul, if you're a spiritual being and you are struggling with money, you're struggling with money out of ignorance and that's it. And if you'll use the tactics and techniques that I talk about in the Daily Enlightenment or in my books or my seminars or whatever those are, your mind will go quiet and your courage will explode. And when your courage explodes, you will take on, if you want, you'll take on educating yourself about the financial system. The financial system is designed for you to win if you're smart. But if you, are, if you are trying to wish your way to financial freedom, you're gonna be broke. That's just reality. So we've gotta deal with the world pragmatically, which is why we are devoted to getting to an enlightened state. Because all of the pre-existing information that I was telling you about before, about the karma, the intentions, the vows, the thought karma, all of that stuff, that actually dumbs us down and causes us to fret and be in survival consciousness when it is not even logical to do so. Enlightenment creates the opportunity for you to be unbelievably logical. Then I want you to admit 
this is number nine, admit that this is not a magical process. It's not like your mental, emotional, and spiritual transformations that you are so good at creating on a regular basis. All of that stuff is inner optimization, which is what you're predisposed to. You're predisposed to um, looking at what's going on, on the inside of you and then practicing adjusting your perspective until you get to a good feeling state. You're the part of humanity that is optimizing for inner quality, inner being, but money is an outer existence quality and that's survival consciousness. So survival consciousness is focused on optimizing the outer experience that we're having. So you're, you can't relate to money projects like you can relate to your inner work projects. Your inner work projects, literally, boom, in an instant, you can transform. Your money project may take years, it may take decades for you to transform, and that's okay. If you maintain your quiet mind state, you will maintain an all-is-well perspective, which will keep you in a patient and diligent state. And then finally, number 10, is use your inner optimization process to stay present. Stay present to your process. Stay happy, stay optimistic, stay the course. Use that to your advantage. I wrote down, my friend, you're a mystic. You are concerned with matters of the spirit. Making money is a matter of survival. You can apply your happiness and peace to the process, which will make you more pleasant that's it. You'll have a more pleasant experience addressing what you might really suck at. And that's okay because when we suck at things and then we apply our quiet mind state to it, we're able to withstand the volatility and the, the feelings of shame and what's wrong with me and all of that stuff. We're able to move through that with grace. In the end, financial freedom is achieved by implementing known best practices. No amount of new age wishful thinking will replace doing what works. My name is Matthew Ferry, author of Quiet Mind, Epic Life. And I am so happy that you watched this video. I hope it really helped. Will you do me a favor? Will you like the video? Because you watched it all the way through. And when you like the video, that tells YouTube that this is a good video. They should serve it up to other people. So it means a lot to me, but it also makes a difference in the world because then YouTube serves this up to other people like you and I who might benefit from it. Also consider subscribing to my channel. You can uh, leave me a comment about any of the things, any of the 10 things that we talked about. I'm happy to chat with you about any of them. Nothing's off the table for me. Uh, then also consider joining us in the Spiritual Hooligans Facebook group. Let's go over and make a request to get into the group and, and answer a few questions. We'll let you in, okay? I'll put the link again in the, below, uh, in the comments below there. So with that, thank you so much for tuning in to this Daily Enlightenment coming to you from Whistler, BC, Canada. Mm -hmm.